Well, hello, everyone. Thank you for uh, tuning in today. Uh, welcome to It's Time for More Injury Finding Podcast, podcast for all who uh, want to learn about uh, personal injury, legal funding, and everything related to personal injury. I'm your host, Laura, founder and CEO of More Injury Funding, the legal funding counselors with passion for law, medicine, legal funding, and heart for all suffering individuals. More Injury Funding is a sponsor, associate, or business partner of this podcast, Academy of Truck Accident Attorney, Sandia Springs Bar Association, uh, Georgia Association of Paralegals, Atlanta Legal Aid Society, State Bar of Georgia, and Georgia Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. In today's episode, we have a very special guest, uh, personal injury attorney Samuel Johnson, based in the city of Alfreda, Georgia. Best, he's best known as the insurance fighter. Right. Uh, Samuel has a strong reputation for being one of the most effective law firms in Metro Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, Mr. Johnson believes that no family deserves to go through the pains of injury without any resolution. Samuel Johnson and associates represent their clients with their finest legal minds in the state. Uh, Samuel, welcome to Sign from Orange Your Funny Podcast. Well, thank you. Thank you. And uh, hello to you and uh everyone watching this podcast. Absolutely. Um, so you have a very unique background in the way that you also um, uh, are or were recently in law enforcement. How many years did you serve as a policeman? Uh, I started back in 2000, uh, 2001, I think, either 2001, 2002. It's been a while now. And uh, I finally retired in last year, November. So it would be 2022. So That's amazing. Almost uh, 21 years. Okay. Do they want you to come back? Do they ever... Do they ever call you pretty much I, every day? They do. They call me pretty much every day asking me to go back and uh, go back into law enforcement. But uh, with everything I'm doing these days, I'm so busy. I've, uh, I haven't had the opportunity to go back anymore. So I can only imagine. Now, how did your background in law enforcement influence your decision to become a personal injury attorney? You know, it's funny because um, originally I was a um, I, I started as a patrol officer. Uh, I was on the road working in Cobb County, Georgia, and um, started doing accidents. I started uh, uh, investigating accidents, uh, a lot of DUI cases, um, and it just got me interested. It got me interested to uh, learn more and more about it, and eventually I decided to go to law school and uh, become a lawyer. That's wonderful. And how many years ago was that, that you went to the law school? Cool. Um, <laughs> I graduated in 2010, so mm -hmm. it's been about... Uh, now 13 years. That's a long time. But I, yeah, but I uh, started law school in uh, 2007. Okay, wonderful. Now, Samuel, can you share with us how your experience as a policeman has helped you, uh, has helped you and your clients uh, actually in your in your current role as a personal injury attorney? Um, yes. So being a police officer, I've obviously seen and investigated a lot of accidents. I've seen and investigated a lot of cases. Um, I, I've been a supervisor uh, as a uh, law enforcement officer. I've, I've had uh, the opportunity to um, do a lot of police investigations, whether it was uh, internal or external investigations. So looking at a uh, accident report and looking at uh, basically a uh, pictures of a couple of accidents, a couple of uh, vehicles, I can determine whether the police officer may have made a mistake. Mm -hmm. uh, the police officer uh, placed someone at fault that they shouldn't have been at fault. Mm -hmm. And uh, funny that happens all the time. We just uh, settled the case uh, yes, yesterday or the day before uh, yesterday. 
for and my client was placed at fault. Mm -hmm. uh, when I looked at the original police report, I determined my client was not at fault. My client oh. got a ticket and was at fault. Mm -hmm. uh, we ended up selling the case for two hundred forty thousand dollars. That's amazing! So Congratulations. going from being at fault to uh, not at fault and selling at that high of a, an amount. Uh, just for my law enforcement background, being able to look at a uh, accident pictures and accident report and determining my client is in that fault. That's absolutely amazing. And I know that you also have experience, background, and some family members in the medicine, medical field. Yes. So I, I come from a, I have a lot of family members who are in the uh, medical field. My father was a MD radiologist. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I have uh, chiropractors in my family. I have other other uh, medical field in my family. So um, tell you what, I don't don't say this out loud. But Thanksgiving is very boring at my house listening to all these medicine. <laughs> but uh, I've learned a thing or two over the years. That's fantastic. Now, how does your understanding of the medical field uh, through your family members who are medical doctors and chiropractors and you being in the personal injury space, um, how how does that, you know, uh, symbiosis help you out in, in, when handling personal injury cases day to day? You know, it's uh, it's amazing because um, people come to me and and uh, they have they have been injured uh in a car accident, slip and fall, or any other uh, trauma cases, and being being around uh, doctors, being around medical field, being around chiropractors, it has given me an opportunity to uh, learn a lot about medicine, learn a lot about uh, chiropractic. How um, you know, obviously, I cannot practice medicine. I'm not I'm not a licensed doctor, but looking at it when someone says something, it makes sense to me. So when I'm going to court, when I'm asking a, when I have a doctor that that uh, works for the insurance company and is this trying to discredit my doctor, one of the doctors that we're working with, or my, discredit my client, I've learned over the years uh, what to ask, how to ask it, and how to get where we need to be in order to discredit that insurance doctor, uh, showing them, you know what? What you're saying is only for financial reason and not really has no really basis in the uh, courtroom and medicine. So I've learned a lot about um, how to um, how to overcome those those doctors working for the insurance company. That's just amazing. And you know, it's never too late to go to medical school. By the way, you know, I've uh, I've actually thought about going to medical school several years ago. It was the uh, worst thirty seconds of my life. So well, why is that? <laughs> <laughs> my brain doesn't that way. My Having to do so much science, my brain doesn't do that. So uh, it's easy for me to learn what the MRI is, what I'm looking at, when I'm looking at a disc, when I'm looking at a, um, a nerve problems, when I'm looking at things like that, it's easy for me to understand, visualize it, but having to learn bacteria or having to learn other things, I, I don't think I could do Too that. much. Okay, well, good to know. <laughs> Now, could you address some common misconceptions about personal injury law? Because there are quite a few. Yes, um, I will. I will concentrate on uh, the most the the normal question I get: Why do I need a lawyer? Mm -hmm. Why do I need a lawyer? Here's the reason. And um, generally, most people think that if I don't have a lawyer, I don't have to pay the the uh, fees of a lawyer. So I'm going to make uh, I'm going to take home uh, more money on my pain and sufferings. Mm -hmm. And here's what I tell my clients. I tell my clients, listen, um, 
if you go to a MRI facility, if you go to a chiropractor, if you go to a uh, medical doctor, if you need funding, such as uh, uh, what you do, most of the uh, facilities, most of the companies who provide funding, who provide uh, medical uh, services and things like that, are not willing to work with you without a lawyer because they're not guaranteed that they're going to get paid back for uh, the resources and the money they're putting in uh, to to help you further your healthcare. So, uh, although you're you're uh, you you're thinking, hey, I do have to pay this attorney. Yes, you do. However. You're not getting the proper medical treatment, and if you're not getting the per, uh, proper medical treatment, you're not getting, you're not able to prove your case to the insurance company in order for you to get the value that your case that that your case truly has. And if you can't get the value truly uh, that your case truly have, the value is it's it's going to be valued lower. So what you take home is less than what you would get with an attorney involved in your case. So. That totally makes sense. Now, would you please um, share with us a case where your background in law enforcement significantly impacted the outcome? Ooh, there is, uh, I already told you one um, a couple of days ago, uh, the case we settled, but I have a very good, um, very good case that I worked with in court. Mm -hmm. And um, that has always stood out um, in my mind. What happened was um, we had a case where the insurance company, I used to work for the insurance companies also, so I used to be an insurance defense attorney. Uh, I have done the other side, so I understand uh, what the insurance companies do. Um, the insurance company was blaming my client for, uh, for, the accident, telling them the accident was uh, the way the accident happened. It wasn't true. It didn't happen or whatnot. Mm -hmm. Remember, I used, I told you, I, uh, I mean, I accident reconstructionist. I've done accident reconstruction. So, looking at the pattern of the damage on the vehicle, I, I was able to tell that uh, the movement of the two cars going against each other and where the lines of the damage started and where the lines of the damage ended, mm -hmm. I was able to tell how. The accident happened and what happened. Um, I got lucky. I'm, I'm telling you, I got lucky. I had a uh, police officer on my jury, mm -hmm. and the opposing side did not strike the police officer. The biggest mistake of their life. <laughs> um, and um, I, I got the, I got them to understand, looking at pictures, what happened in the accident and what, how the accident uh, impact, how the accident happened and how it caused the damage that it caused on the accident. Having that police officer on the uh, on my jury, he understood it, went back into the jury pool, the jury room, and he actually explained to them that he is right. He, the accident did happen like this, here's why it happened. So he helped me a lot uh, being on the jury, but look at the other side, the attorney on the other side wasn't able to explain that, not because he didn't have a legal experience, it's just because he had no law enforcement experience. He had not actually investigated accidents. And over the years, he's never looked at how the damage happens and what, what you're looking at. Looking at a 2D photo is much different than looking at a 3D vehicle or, or a car and being able to analyze the damage. That experience, now looking at a 2D photo, I'm able to determine, okay, this is what I'm looking at, and that's mm -hmm. how the accident happened. And that's that helps a lot 
throughout the years. That's just one example I can give you. Very interesting. And do you use, have you used in the past or do you use in your cases, pictures, videos, models? We do. We use uh, all the above. So we use pictures, we use models, we use, uh, sometimes we even do um, graphical um, uh, demonstrations that we come up with. Yes. So uh, to, to show how it happens. Now, some of those are not evidence in court. When, when we're doing those, when we do models, it's not evidence in court. However, I can use that as a visual aid to tell the jury, hey, this is what's going on. This is what happened. And give them that visual uh, although it's not evidence and they can't take it back in the jury room with them, but they, the image stays in their mind that when they're discussing it in the jury room, it would help them a lot to uh, make a, make the correct decision. Totally makes sense. And you kind of touched on this, but how do you approach cases that involve law enforcement officers as either, either the plaintiff or the defendant? Um, that You know, that's kind of interesting because... Uh, Again, I used to be a uh, supervisor in, in uh, I used to be a lieutenant colonel with Fulton County Sheriff's Oh my so. goodness, I'm sitting here with a very important person, VIP, so, okay? <laughs> so so I've investigated uh, police misconducts. I've investigated uh, in, things that police officers have done. So there are times that I get in um, uh, cases and questions that, hey, can we sue the police department? Hey, can we sue the government? Can we sue the, uh, this other person? Or... Uh, how can we uh, sue these people? Over the years, I've learned about um, immunities, what what police, how to do police investigations, how what the police officers, what the police policies and procedures say. I've learned those. I know those. So when someone comes to me and, and I look at the case and I look at that and look at something, I'm like, this is a violation of their policies. Not because I got to go look at the policy and, and take time to read them. It's because I already know what those policies are, what those procedures are, what the police officer had to do or couldn't have, couldn't have. When the police officer doesn't write something in the report, I could, when I'm looking at it, it's like, hey, this police officer made a mistake on this report because they didn't write this, this, and this. What else did they make a mistake on? Okay. You see, if, if they were lazy do writing a couple of forms here, filling out a form, they were lazy, what else were they lazy? So you definitely, versus, you definitely have upper hand there. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, versus the other way around. Hey, this police officer, did this, 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 and this correctly. Mm -hmm. They're stick, stickler for rules. Mm -hmm. This officer did their, their job perfectly. So mm -hmm. I can rely on it. But basically, based on reading a report, I'm able to tell that because uh, I've looked at thousands and thousands and thousands of reports over the years. So if, if any attorneys listening to me right now have a question about police report or not sure, call Samuel Johnson and Associates, okay? I'm, I'm always happy to help. So um yeah, they can always call me. I, I will look at it and give them my honest opinions. Samuel, uh, does your knowledge of medical terminology and procedures help you in understanding and arguing personal injury cases to a great degree? It does. It does. Um, you know, in, let me give you an example. When the insurance company hires a uh, expert, and you know, it's funny because they always always hire the same people. So when you learn these, uh, when you learn who these people are and how they testify or what their deposition looks like, it, it becomes a routine thing for us. But when, uh, let's say the insurance company hires a radiologist. Yeah, I can go out and hire my own radiologist um, and get them the report of this radiologist and see what they say and how, how to get over it. That costs a lot of money for my clients, right? Yeah, I can do that, yes. However, me knowing what I need to know or me knowing what I'm looking at as far as the medical terminology, medical uh, field goes, 
it's much cheaper, much more, uh, much less costly for me to depose that radiologist, ask them what I need to ask them just to discredit them and move on. So um, it's much, at, at the end of the day, the, the amount of money we get from the insurance companies, we would have to cover all the costs. Mm -hmm. So the less cost there is in the case, the better it is, it is for my clients. So knowing what, uh, what, the, what I'm looking at, looking at uh, knowing what the radiologist, the orthopedist, the pain management doctor, all these experts of the insurance companies say, uh, and being able to discredit them helps a lot. It helps me, helps the case, and helps at the end of it, ultimately helps the client. So, Absolutely, that's the goal. Uh, can you discuss the importance of medical evidence in personal injury cases and how you work with medical professionals in these situations? You know, it's um, the, the medical records and medical bills are very, very important. And uh, it's it's something that we rely on heavily uh, in personal injury cases. Uh, making sure that those medical records and medical bills are accurate. There is no mis uh, mistakes or uh, inaccuracy in them. Um, it helps a lot. You know, if, if there is an inaccuracy in them and we send that to the insurance company, that inaccuracy would, uh, they hold it against us and they, they devalue a case because now they know that inaccuracy can come to court and uh, they can try to discredit my doctors or, or my client's doctors by saying, hey, you made a mistake. Even a spelling error, you know, um, spelling error. You're like, hey, it's it's a spelling error. Who cares? But it makes the doc it it makes the doctor look so um, uneducated that that has a impact on people's case. So what we do at Samuel Johnson Associates, we read every medical records, we read every medical bill to make sure they're all accurate. There is no uh, miss spellings grammars and punctuations everything is correct before we forward those to the uh to the insurance company very interesting i didn't know that part yes um how do you balance your understanding of law enforcement perspective with the needs of your clients in personal injury cases you know that's sometimes hard you know sometimes sometimes a uh, client comes to me and they say hey um, um i want to sue the police because they did this i want to sue the police because um the police wrote the police report incorrectly mm -hmm. You see what I mean? So it is it is difficult to sit here with the client and say, listen, you can't do that. You cannot sue the police just because they wrote the wrong police report. It didn't, it didn't cause your injuries. The person was just writing a report. Um, or, yeah, the police did this and it significantly impacts your case. You need to file also against the police department. So um, there are times, there is it's sometimes difficult, but getting the, the client to agree or understand that Hey, what the uh, what what their mentality is about policing is different than what it is in real world uh, and how it works in the courtroom. So uh, sometimes we do have a difficult time, but we try to help our uh, clients understand, uh, although how however difficult it may be for them to understand and agree to it. So I see. Is there any advice, Samuel, you would give to someone who has been injured and is considering a legal action? Yes. So there are a couple of things I would give them. Number one, hire a lawyer. Number two, do not post anything on social media. Social media can be your worst nightmare because the insurance companies can get a hold of it. Mm -hmm. Third, uh, be careful what you say, who you say it to, because anyone you talk to can potentially be a witness in your case. When you may be at a 
uh, social gathering with your friends and describing what happened in this accident or bragging about, hey, I I went to this accident, I got into an accident and uh, I was hurt, but now I'm not, I don't feel the pain. Well, that person now can become a big witness in your case. One more advice I would give people. Just because you don't feel pain does not mean you're not injured. Mm -hmm. Pain is just, just one symptom of an injury, but just because you don't feel pain doesn't mean anything. So don't rely on pain to determine to, to make a decision whether I'm injured or not. Pain is not is a is could be a determinant is, is a factor, but it's not the only thing that we look at. Sometimes the person has zero pain, has never had pain. But they have this or this herniation, this bulging or nervous problems, and they, they never feel that. Totally makes sense. How has your family involvement in the medical field shaped your approach to the type of law that you practice nowadays? Uh, you know what? I went to law school uh, wanting to be a prosecutor. I was interested to uh, become a prosecutor. I worked for the government as a prosecutor, and um, my family members who were uh, doctors and practicing medicine and practicing uh, doing personal injury pushed me towards personal injury while I was in law school. So I started learning about personal injury and uh, uh, learning how, how personal injury works. And when, when I came out, day one out of law school, I started practicing personal injury work, uh, personal injury law. So uh, the fam my family and, and their experiences helped a lot. And you know, if I didn't have that, I would probably be doing a different field than, uh, than personal injury. What would you be doing now? Either prosecution or criminal defense, but now I'm not interested in either, either one of those because I'm so so interested and intrigued by uh, personal injury. This is amazing. I love this field absolutely. I'm not going anywhere either. <laughs> <laughs> Can you share any challenges or advantages you experienced in your career due due to your unique background? Again, you know, having the knowledge of of the law of force and you know, uh, I mean, the police work and also your medical um, background. Yes, ma'am. So, again, um, I've had cases where people came to me and they 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 try to they want to file a lawsuit against law enforcement or they want to file a lawsuit against the government. Again, the challenge was having to to tell the person, "Hey, you can't do that." Let me give you an example that sticks out in my mind. I had a uh, client several years ago now that they had lost a family member. In um, as a uh, as a result of a drug overdose. Mm -hmm. However, unfortunately, they didn't know that the per that their uh, that their loved one uh, had passed away as a drug overdose. As a result of drug overdose, they thought that it was because he was having a medical emergency, and and the police and the fire department and firefighters and EMS personnel did not attend to their uh, loved ones. When I looked at the video, when I watched the video, I determined. This is a drug overdose. Um, although the the information had not come out by the uh, by the the reports hadn't come out yet, the toxicology report hadn't come out yet, or any information hadn't come out yet. Looking at the video, I was able to de determine that this was a drug overdose, and the law enforcement couldn't do anything. This was uh, unfortunate accident, uh, unfortunate incident uh, for their loved ones. Again, it was my law enforcement background that that gave me that opportunity to watch the video and say, I know exactly what's going on. Mm -hmm. Having to sit there and explain that to the family, saying, hey, your loved ones, unfortunately, this was an unfortunate incident and uh, um, uh, had to, you you lost your family, uh, 
family member or loved ones because of a drug overdose uh, was difficult and it was challenging and they didn't, didn't want to understand it. They want to keep saying, no, the law enforcement didn't do their job right. They didn't want to do their job right. So um, it was difficult, but the, the, you know, at least me as an attorney with my background, with my experience, I was able to explain that to them now, whether they accept it or not, that's a different story, but I was able to explain it to them to say, you know what, this is what you're looking for. That, that's wonderful. Uh, talking about medical field, what the, what role does chiropractic evidence play in personal injury cases, um, and how do you utilize that? Okay. Um, unlike most other attorneys, this is where I differ from most other attorneys. Uh, unlike most other attorneys, I love, 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 I can't say love enough, love chiropractors in, um, number one, in personal injury cases, number two, in helping my clients. Um, I think chiropractic is big in personal injury. I think there should not be a single case that the uh, that the client has not gone to a chiropractor that didn't start with a chiropractor. It's the least invasive procedure. It's the least invasive uh, um, treatment you, a client can get. It helps a lot. So I, I love, love, love chiropractors in every case. Um, I if it was my choice, I wouldn't touch a case that doesn't have a chiropractic attached to it. So. That's wonderful. Do you ever personally get adjusted? I do. I um, Again, I, I have family members who uh, are uh, chiropractors, so I do get adjusted quite often. You'll have to give me their telephone number. <laughs> I do get adjusted too. Do. <laughs> Absolutely helps. Um, how do you ensure that you stay up to date uh, with the latest medical and legal developments that could impact your practice? I take a lot of seminars. Um, I uh, I look at all the um, new um, information that comes out, all the new research. Obviously, if you look around my office, you'll see uh, medical devices, medical tools. You'll see teaching materials, and I use the uh, the information uh, number one to learn uh, myself, number two to teach others. Number three, as uh, as I look at cases, when new information comes out. The doctors put it in their records. It's the best way for you to learn. So I use, I read the records, I read their uh, evidence. And if I don't know um, something, or I don't understand it. I go research and I figure out what, what this doctor is saying, how does it impact it? And um, I go with Google. Google wow. helps a lot. So what about the AI, uh, artificial intelligence? You know, AI helps a lot also. Um, uh, we, we started uh, recently using AI to, uh, to, uh, help us with uh, uh, certain questions, certain difficult questions that we have um, when it comes to medicine or medical field, um, it helps a lot. It's it's absolutely uh, the, one of the best tools that, that we've found so far. I love it. Can you share a success story where your unique background played a key role and maybe made a difference in someone's life? That's literally every case I touch. Oh, that's that's so literally great. every case I touch. Everything, every case I touch is a is very personal to me. Um, the reason is I put myself in the shoes of my clients. You know, this person got was involved in a car accident. Now they don't have money to, they can't go to work. They don't have money to uh, uh, pay their bills. They, they don't have money to uh, pay their uh, car insurance, car note, uh, houses. They don't have money to uh, feed their family. So it becomes very, very personal to me. So uh, I have several goals in mind when it comes to that. Number one, getting them the treatment they need, getting them healthy and back in, back in their work, uh, getting them the uh, 
the settlement that they need, but more importantly, getting them funding that they need in order to um, help them survive during the time that uh, the personal injury case is going on. Sometimes personal injury cases take a year, two years, you know, so during that time, they're going to need some sort of funds to be able to survive and be able to live. So I put myself in their shoes and I try to help them at every avenue, uh, whether I can get them legal funding, whether I can get them the treatment they need, whether I can get them the funds to get the surgery they need, the, the funds to get them the uh, the uh, pain management they need, and then getting them settlements and then pay off everything and they're not so they're not financially on the hook for uh, for all these funds, and then being able to pay them to uh, to cope with the pain and sufferings that they had to go through and be able to at least try to put them back in a the position they would have been in had the accident not happened. That's such a wonderful thing, you know, such a wonderful thing you do for your clients because you do consider them as your own family. Yes, I do. And you have a very big team. How many uh, team members do you have now? I think we're up to uh, 30 right now, but 30. we're projecting, yeah, we're projecting <laughs> about uh, 10 or 15 more by... Uh, by this time next year. That's amazing. So, so proud of you. Yes, thank you. Yes, can't wait to see you growing even more. <laughs> now, if, if somebody, and I should have asked this, but do you have, do you handle a motor vehicle accidents, trucking accidents? What what other types of laws do you have? So we do uh, trucking accidents, we do motorcycle accidents, we do car accidents. I do have to tell you, I do ride motorcycles as a, as a uh, sheriff's deputy. Um, I did ride police motorcycles. And I've gone through police motorcycle classes, so I understand uh, a lot about motorcycles also. Um, we do a trucking accident, we do slip and falls, we do, um, out of personal injury, we do other other law in our office, but personal injury we do, there is not much that we don't do. We do take a lot of risky cases, we do take a lot of risky slip and fall cases um, that most attorneys won't take. If, an, if another attorney has turned away your case, we will take it. We will look at it, we will take it. Just because the other attorney may have turned away your case because the police officer made a mistake. Now the attorney is turning, turning away your case. We will take your case. Wonderful. Uh, now, if somebody, uh, God forbid, gets injured in a car, uh, motorcycle, trekking accident, or uh, on some premises, you know, walk into friend's house and slipping on a brick at, at their apartment complex, how can they get in touch with you, Samuel Johnson and Associates? Do you have a website, social media? We do. We do. We, uh, the website is www.mrlawman.com. That's www.mrlawman.com. You can also uh, go on Facebook, uh, Instagram, TikTok, and uh, look for Samuel Johnson and Associates. You will call us at 404-666-LAWS. That's 404-666-LAWS. And uh, we try to be on every social platform. Sometimes you can find us on billboards like, uh, on the side of the road. So, MrLawman.com. Wonderful, wonderful. That is so great, Samuel. Thank you so much again Thank for you. being such a wonderful special guest at uh, my uh, It's Time for More Injury Finding podcast. But before I let you go, I have one very special follow question for you. A fun awesome. question. Awesome. Re ready? Let's do it. Okay. What's your biggest fear? My biggest fear? Uh, you know what? I hate to admit it, but I'm going to admit it. I'm a sore loser. I'm a sore loser. I do not lose. I do not like losing. So, yeah. So, uh, my biggest fear is losing a case. Um, it it keeps me up at night. I, this, this is why I work hard not to uh, not to lose a case. I'm a very sore loser.
I love it. <laughs> that again was uh, attorney Samuel Johnson with Samuel Johnson and Associates. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you all for watching and listening to our story about this wonderful, uh, wonderful uh, attorney and his field and his background in medical field and in law enforcement. For more tips and tricks on legal funding and personal injury related topics, follow me uh, on social media and also my website at moreinjuryfunding.com. You can find me on social media such as uh, and, and you know LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, Instagram. Instagram, TikTok, all of those platforms. And until then, be well. I'll see you soon. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. I really appreciate you. Thank you.